Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone. So let's connect and heal our vibe within. All this time for what's going on welcome back to the vibe within podcast i'm your host gab cohen hope everyone's doing all right out there um really excited to share this episode with you because before recording it i felt like my head was going to explode just because i wanted to talk to you guys and hang out with you guys because when i record these podcasts even though i'm alone in my room usually with my cat nar staring at me or sitting next to me i I just feel like I, I'm hanging out with you guys or I feel like I'm channeling some kind of energy or like sometimes the topics that come out of my mouth are are topics that like I wasn't even planning on speaking about but for some reason they just they just pour out of me and that is kind of like my way of feeling like spirit or source um, kind of takes the wheel sometimes during these, these episodes. But um, this episode is all about navigating through waves of depression and anxiety and I, I get into detail about finding community, um, getting outside of an isolation period, spiritual isolation, um, finding support groups, AA, NA. I really get into um, my, my weekend and how I went to an AA meeting and then how I found a different type of support group recovery meeting uh, that was more based around meditation and Buddhism. So I, I really dive in deep about how there's all sorts of groups available in most cities and how we can navigate ourselves out of these cycles and heavy waves of depression and how we can get out of our comfort zone, how we can resort to practices and routines and I really I really just dive deep into the, the stigmas around depression um, how how Buddhism is connected to um, addiction and how I've really been getting deeper into learning the, the teachings and the lessons about Buddhism and how it can really help kind of give us a new perspective around suffering and about mental illness and mental health. So I really think that this episode will speak to everyone in some sort of way um, because I, I speak a lot about in this episode about how addiction doesn't just have to be um, feeling addicted or being addicted to a substance like alcohol or drugs. So I really think that everybody can kind of get something from this episode. Um, I also wanted to answer a question that one of you guys sent in to me today, actually. Um, she asked, 
how do you get through bursts of anger? Um, how do you how do you get through anger um, spurts or you know like waves of irritability? And I thought that was a really interesting question because people who are depressed will come off as angry and bitter. And I, for one, am really like trying to work on this a lot because I think that I'm a nice person, but if I'm in my own little depressed world, I get I can get deep into the pity and and all that. And it's not fun. And it can come off as irritable, it can come off as angry and mean. And it's not fun to be looked at and, and in that way, especially when you're depressed. You, you want people to, to like you. you. You want people to connect with you because ultimately connection and community and group support is what's going to help us out of the depression. So, so in this episode, I also talk about that. I talk about how living with depression is like living with a bully. And I, I kind of really paint a solid picture um, for you guys. So if you're dealing with depression, I think that um, this will help you feel not so alone. So to answer that question, um, I think when I'm feeling bitter and angry, I have to resort to movement. I have to work out. I have to breathe. I have to get away from my phone. I can't be sitting and scrolling on Instagram. I can't be comparing myself to other people. I can't be comparing my productivity to other people's careers or books or articles or whatever the fuck it is that you're comparing yourself to somebody else, their body, their relationship, their living scenario, their their happiness, their joy, because that's going to feed the depression. And the depression wants us to be angry and bitter and irritable so that it can just like continue living within us. And I don't feel like... I don't feel like depression is us. It's an emotion that is moving through us and it wants to camp out and it wants to get comfortable um, because living in a state of depression can kind of feel like a, a comfort blanket in a sick, twisted way because it's stopping us from getting outside of our comfort zone and healing and ridding ourselves of that toxic energy and being around people who are uplifting or even being around people who are suffering can also help us kind of get out of our own suffering. So movement, connection, community, uh, texting or calling a friend and nourishing our brains and our souls with media that is going to help us get through the day if you're listening to any podcasts that are annoying you just stop listening to them there's so many podcasts out there I go through phases where you know I'll binge on one person's podcast and then the next month I'm like oh my god if I hear some if I hear this person talk one more time I'm gonna like freak and then I listen to them again like the next week but um I think that that's my OCD and like I'll just like I'll overdo it but definitely movement connection nourishing media not being on our phones first thing in the morning and sun water take your supplements 
get some movement in. I know it's hard to jog and run, especially when we're tired, but even just taking a walk outside. And also, like, also, what was I going to say? Giving yourself gifts. And they don't have to be, like, online shopping gifts, but, like, you know, if you're if you're going to go to a meeting or you're going to do something that's outside of your comfort zone, reward yourself. Say, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to buy myself a nice candle or I'm going to buy myself something cheap from Five Below or the dollar store or CVS or Rite Aid. Like, finding abundance and understanding that we don't need to spend a lot of money on ourselves to feel fulfilled. Maybe it just means like you're going to go to Starbucks and get a coffee and people watch and read your book. And like you never know what can come through when when you gift yourself even these like little gifts, just little things that, that will uplift you. So I hope that helped. I hope that answered your question. And uh, let's get right into the episode. This episode is brought to you by Columbus Botanical Depot. Columbus Botanical Depot carries an enormous selection of the highest quality hemp-derived CBD products. They are located in Columbus, Ohio, but they have an online store as well. They also offer cannabis and hemp education classes with one-on-one consultations and free weekly group classes that take place in their resource center. Their team is full of CBD experts and educators, and if you live in Columbus, Ohio, or around that area, they offer free education classes every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. They offer nationwide shipping, online orders, and they also provide curbside service for those in power chairs or wheelchairs who want to pick up any CBD or hemp products at the store. Check out Columbus Botanical Depot on Google to find out more about their classes and offerings, and all of their available products can be found online at cbdhemphealth.com. You can use promo code CBD10 to receive 10% off any online purchase, so go check them out, cbdhemphealth.com. Use promo code CBD10 to receive 10% off any online purchase. As the seasons change into fall and autumn, we can definitely feel a sense of a rebirth um, because when seasons change, um, it it's a moment of a clicking of energy and you can definitely feel that clicking of energy even if the weather isn't changing like if you live in Florida where I lived for five years um, it doesn't matter if it's still hot you can still feel the seasons change and I've been feeling really really called to record this episode because as energetic shifts are happening we can feel this this sense of needing connection and needing to like get out of a toxic cycle or a way of thinking and after yesterday and today it's just there's just been so many synchronicities and so many shifts in the way that I'm thinking and the energy around me it's not just me it's it's I can I can sense the energy within within people that who messaged me on Instagram, um, people in my neighborhood, 
um, conversations that I've been having, and I feel that when the season changes, especially into fall and autumn, it it's like um it's like a little jolt of energy because um, we can we can tap into these like older ways of thinking, and for some reason autumn just has this really nostalgic feeling for everybody like it just takes us back to like childhood memories and um and old paradigms and old ways of thinking and it can it can bring up some stuff that we had had put in the back of the closet for so long and as you guys know or maybe maybe you don't know um i i moved to philly maybe four months ago, five months ago, yeah, and um, it's been really challenging to meet people, like-minded people who are sober conscious and into spirituality and and Buddhism and all these things, and um, I was I was getting into one-on-one therapy for a little while, for about a month, and I noticed that not that I have anything against one-on-one therapy. The therapist that I was that I was speaking to was really nice, really soft-spoken, um, great listener, obviously, and she was also a Reiki master, so she did some energy energy work on me as well. But it wasn't doing it for me. And the more podcasts I listen to, and the more um, the more I listen to about Buddhism. Um, the teachings and the lessons that I've been that I've been really learning about in Buddhism, it it really derives to like these simple, simple, basic needs of life, which is releasing our past, um, being in the moment, acknowledging that life is suffering, and the word dukkha in in Buddhism or Pali, if you that's that's what the the language is called in Buddhism. Uh, the word dukkha is what Buddhism kind of revolves around, and um, I've been learning a lot about Buddhism from uh, a podcast from that I found Joseph. Oh, what's his name? I'm having like a severe severe brain issue right now, um, but. Joseph Goldstein. So his podcast is called the Insight Hour Podcast, and there's like 75 episodes, and each episode he dives into uh, a lesson about Buddhism, and he is literally probably one of the best teachers out there, very, very well known, and I've been listening to one episode every night and taking notes, and um, if you guys aren't into Buddhism, like, it's 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 not about religion it's just about like understanding ourselves and he talks a lot about real life like he he connects buddhism to real life addictions and sex and relationships and depression and and releasing the past and forgiving ourselves and acknowledging our suffering and meditation isn't just for people who are into buddhism um so it's really been opening opening my eyes to how I really need to get out of my comfort zone and the isolation and the hiding and all this fucking shit that I've been doing 
while I'm healing and while I'm t- stepping away from drugs and alcohol, it's it was doing me good by spiritually isolating myself, but it got to the point where I realized I live in a new city and I need to meet like-minded people. So maybe you're going through the same shift. Maybe the season change is bringing bringing up some awareness and and a waking up, if you will. So it's just been giving me a lot of clarity. The more I meditate, the more I learn about Buddhism and meditation is that um, I can't do this on my own. I can't, I can't do my healing all on my own. And we really have to reach out to people and connect with people to like connect to a deeper sense of healing and community. So I wanted to, to get into um, a little story about the past few days and how I went to an AA meeting and then I went to a completely different kind of meeting the next night, although it was still AA-based and 12-step recovery-based. It was more of a Buddhist um, Zen 12-step meditation recovery meeting, like support group meeting, and it blew my mind how how it cracked open my world. Like, it's exactly what I had been searching for and manifesting and asking spirit for. And it just goes to show you that you have to step outside of your comfort zone and do a little digging and searching. And it, it's work, you know? Like, I had to go online and search, you know, 12-step meetings in Philly, um, where they're at, what times they're at. And so, yeah, I just wanted to explain to you um, my experience the past few days. So on Thursday night... I went to a meeting, and it was an AA meeting, so it was just purely AA, 12-step, and <laughs> I was like, you know, whatever. Like, my friend was telling me, why don't you just try to go to 12-step meetings? It might it might help you, and I'm, I wouldn't label myself as an alcoholic. I wouldn't label myself as a drug addict, but we are all addicts. We are all addicts in some way or another. Um, whether we're addicted to a way of being, whether we're addicted to a toxic relationship, um, food, sex, um, disordered eating, exercise, you know, we all are addicted to something. We're, we're trying to latch on to some sort of, of solid foundation that can give us um, a sense of comfort, a sense of contentment, and and a release from our suffering, which is what Buddhism is about. It's about how we're we're just trying to get away from the suffering, but um, a lot of it is about surrendering to the suffering, so that we're not always trying to seek out a way to escape the suffering. If that makes any sense. So, I get to this meeting. I I go in. I I walked upstairs because I was told that it was upstairs. I went to the completely wrong side of the building, and I'm I'm like looking in every every door, every room, and I'm like, okay, where is this meeting? I don't see anybody. I don't hear anybody. So I was like, all right, maybe I'm just like not supposed to be at this meeting. Whatever. I'm I'm gonna walk downstairs. I'm just gonna leave. Whatever. I walked downstairs, and then I overheard one of uh, these guys that that walked in. Um, 
talking to the front desk. Yeah, I was in the neighborhood. I'm going to go to the meeting. All right, see ya. So I was like, all right, well, he's going to the meeting, so I'm just going to follow him. So I followed him, and um, this meeting was in the gayborhood in Philly. So it was like, it's like a sober and gay meeting, and I, you know, I figured, why not? Because, you know, it... I wanted to go to an uplifting meeting and, you know, like, I just felt comfortable going to a meeting like that in that that neck of the woods. So, you know, I walk in, I sit in the back. It was, it was a really pleasant meeting. Um, I really felt uncomfortable, though, when he asked, you know, who's, who's new to this meeting, who hasn't been in this meeting before, and I said, you know, I haven't, but I've been to an AA meeting and I've been to an NA meeting before. And everybody um, introduced themselves. And when it got to me, <laughs> I was just like, hi, my name's Gabrielle. Um, I wouldn't consider myself an alcoholic, but I am, you know, dealing with some, some other issues. So that's why I'm here. And I felt really, really just awkward. And I felt like a fake and a phony. And man, I just because I didn't want to be that person who's in an AA meeting who's denying the fact that they're an alcoholic like but I'm not like I'm not an alcoholic I I genuinely don't enjoy drinking um the the phases in my life that I was drinking I I was drinking and doing drugs and it was it was more about the drugs it wasn't really about the drinking and I hated the way that that alcohol made me feel and I you know, maybe I had a phase where I was like borderline alcoholic, but like it was it was only happening because I was so depressed and I was just like trying to fill a void. So, you know, long story short, I'm sure that people are like shaking their head right now saying, yeah, you're a fucking alcoholic. Shut the fuck up. But um, I wouldn't consider myself an alcoholic. I am an addict, though. I, I get addicted to exercise and disordered eating and controlling what goes in my body and um, addicted to, you know, there was phases in my life where I was addicted to attention and toxic relationships. And even though I knew they were bad for me, I was still in them. So that is still a form of addiction. And um, the meeting was was great. Um, there was a sharer and he shared his, his life story and his recovery story and it was beautiful and I, um, I got some phone numbers of people and it was, it was good. I left, you know, I left feeling, feeling community, but I still left feeling like I didn't belong in that community because if I'm gonna be honest and say, hi, my name's Gabrielle and I'm an alcoholic, I feel like I'm lying. And I didn't, I don't like that. I, I, I kind of felt icky. Like I felt like I, I was like an outsider looking in and I don't like to make people feel uncomfortable. And I know that that's probably all in my head. I wasn't making anybody feel uncomfortable, but that's just part of what mental illness will do to you. It'll make you feel like you're a burden, that you're awkward, that people are feeling uncomfortable by you, that just your energy is off, and it's really just, it's fucked up because I'm a, I'm a yoga teacher, I've been teaching yoga for six, seven years, I dominate the space, I hold space for people, I love teaching yoga, I make people feel good, I help people connect to their higher power so that they can heal themselves and I when people leave my class sometimes they're crying and but sometimes it obviously tears 
good tears because emotions that come up during yoga that's that's a good form of crying um i i know that i'm i'm a great yoga teacher and i can make people feel really connected to a deeper sense of like who they are and and a, a sense of comfort and contentment and like they belong and um you know, I left the meeting and I, I said to myself, I don't know if I can go to another AA meeting. So I looked up Buddhist recovery meetings, uh, meditation meetings that are based around the 12 steps. And so I found one and I went to one last night and it was exactly what I was looking for. I, um, and it's free. So I went in um, there was a big circle, and it was a packed space. Was, there was probably like 20 people in there. Um, the host was this really, really amazing down-to-earth man, and we all sat in a circle. We all had our own meditation pillows, and it was like legit. And this place is a meditation studio, um, and they have like different types of meetings and stuff like that. So already, like the moment I walked in, I was like, oh my God, this is it. Like I found... I found it. I found one, a meeting that I can like resonate with. And I, I just knew. So we get in. Um, we, we get right into the meditation and we meditated for 20 minutes. So we just sat there for 20 minutes breathing and sitting. And it was really challenging, especially in a group of people who you don't know. And it's just like you can definitely feel the energy. And it's like a it's like a excitement energy but also a very like uncomfortable energy because you feel like people are staring at you or maybe you know as someone who suffers with depression and anxiety um a lot of what we go through is just in our head and we'll think oh my god like can people sense that I'm anxious? Can people sense that I'm that I'm like in a miserable mood? Or can people tell that like I'm thinking these things? And the truth is that everybody's in their own little world and everybody that steps into a recovery meeting is obviously going through some sort of transition, some sort of intense um, process that they that they need help. And that's why people go to these meetings to be around people who are also suffering because when we can sit together in a in a room and we can share our sufferings with each other it kind of lifts off the veil and it lifts off a layer of heaviness and we're like okay like I'm not the only one suffering there's 19 other people in this room who are, who are suffering who made time out of their evening to come and sit and meditate and share um, five minutes of, of their their healing process or what they're going through with complete strangers because they feel like that's what they need and that's the beauty of stepping in a meeting because everyone is there because they truly are, are there because they want to be there and just that like takes off takes off a layer of stress because you you're like okay everybody here is like going through something heavy and it's comforting so we all um introduced ourselves and it was you know a really mixed group of people like young men old men 
young women, older women, all races, all ethnicities. Um, and this is why I love Philly. Like, I, I feel like I live in a real city right now. Not not to bash Miami, but I don't think I don't think Miami has um, as much culture as people may think. Um, and it's such a vacation-y place that it's hard to find these types of solid communities. Um, it's very sporadic, and I just am so grateful that I found this. And it's easy for you to find these types of, of meetings in whatever city that you live in. Um, I'll link it in the show notes, but Refuge Recovery, um, what's the other one? I mean, any Buddhist recovery, meditation recovery, um, I forget what the other one is, but I'll, I'll link it in the show notes for you guys. You can look it up based on your state and your zip code, and most of them are free. Any If there's a meditation center in, in your neighborhood and you're looking for some kind of support group or 12-step um, group, they're pretty much all donation-based. They, they don't require you to pay, and... Um, if you're into yoga and spirituality, I really recommend finding a meeting that is based around that because just like, just going, for me at least, going to an AA meeting or an NA meeting, it's great to feel that community, but I need, I need a deeper um, conscious stream of like energy and I, and the meditation just really solidified the the healing practice and everybody was in a circle and it just just felt very it felt aligned I felt like I had been there before it felt like spirit just like put that into my path because I've been like really just like at my wits end like what the fuck man like I'm so tired of being lonely I'm so tired of sitting in my room with my cat isolated and journaling and as much as I love journaling and writing and all of my rituals and routines that you know, that you guys all practice as well, like working out and sun and walking and movement. All of those things are usually done by yourself and there needs to be a balance. There needs to be a balance of how much time you're spending alone and how much time you're spending with people who are like-minded. Because even if you're spending time with people a lot, a lot of the time, but they're not on your wavelength of communication and you feel like you feel like you're kind of wearing a mask and then like you can't wait to go home (laughs) then it's probably that's probably spirit saying like you know those aren't the types of people that you should be hanging out with like the people that you should be hanging out with are the people that when you go out time flies you're enjoying yourself and you're not looking at your phone and you're not looking at the clock like waiting to go home and and snuggle with your cat or drink tea or eat food like when you're hanging out with people who are really in alignment with you there isn't anything else that you're seeking there's no there's no void to fill there's no thing to do there's no project to work on there's no um there's nothing else you need to do you don't have to go home and clean your room you don't have to do this or that like you're just in it and you're in the moment and I felt so in the moment in that meeting that it was it was like I was buzzing I was like this is exactly what I've been asking for and unfortunately it's it's only once a week it's only every Friday night but they have other um 
they have other things there as well so i really recommend for you guys um if one-on-one therapy is not cutting it for you really try to get out of your comfort zone and i know it sounds cheesy but we have to find community and i don't like using the word tribe but um you really have to find groups of people who are into the same things as you. And it doesn't have to be a support group for, per se. Like maybe do improv or look up um, on Meetup. That's another thing. Meetup. That's a fucking amazing site. And like a lot of the things are free or like 5 or $10. There's meditation centers that do all sorts of like healings and sound bowl healings. And, and Meetup is like probably your best bet especially if if you're just like really needing friends again not to sound cheesy um but there's tons of groups that like you you meet up and you hike or you meet up and you write or you meet up at a bar or something like it there's so many options and like the older we get it's so challenging to meet people that we just have to fucking take one for the team like it's either we're lonely and we sit in this loneliness or we rip off the band-aid and we step into um an uncomfortable like you know kind of process but like if we're open and we're ready to surrender and we're ready to find other people who are also like in the same interests then that's what's going to nourish us that's what's going to nourish our soul and fill this depression if you're if you're dealing with depression like I am um the, the worst thing that we can do is be alone all the time because that's just going to feed the depression. The depression wants us to be alone all the time so we can sulk and be in our pity party and say, oh, nobody wants to hang out with me. Woe is me. Pity me. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm really done with that. Like, the older I get, I'm just like, yo, everybody's suffering and depression is is that bully, is that um, that angry, bitter person that we don't ever want to hang out with, but we're hanging out with them all the time. And they're, they're our worst critic. They're judging us. Waking up with depression is like waking up <laughs> to a bully, just talking shit to you. And um, that's how I feel, at least. I mean, there's some mornings that I wake up and my sleep's been really fucked up. Insomnia is a huge... Um, symptom of depression Um, and my circadian rhythm is fucked up too but I've been trying to fix that with waking up earlier even if I'm tired and getting more sun and movement so that by the end of the night I'm ready to wind down and um, yeah with depression sleep is a huge thing it's people misconceive (laughs) percept miss I can't even speak right now Um, people can perceive depression in this sense of oh people that are depressed are just sleeping all day and they they don't want to get out of bed and this and that I could really say the opposite for me I mean there's days where I sleep in until noon don't get me wrong um but that's because I had a full-blown insomnia episode the night before but once I'm up I'm up and I'm like trying to do anything and everything to get my mind clear so that I'm not feeling depressed and that's that's it kind of leads me down this this path 
through the day where I'm just trying to rid myself of any depression and anxiety. And that's why I'm so obsessed with walking outside and running and jogging and finding spaces in my neighborhood that feel safe and that are in the sun. Um, That's been a huge thing for me is that I personally need to have like five different spots within my city that I can alternate because for someone with anxiety and depression, we can get really bored um, and we, we can get really into our routines, right? Like really kind of OCD with it. Like I remember when I found out that there was a park down the street Um, I went like every day and then I was like getting sick of it because it's like the same scenery and then I was like fuck man like I'm not looking forward to it you know and and it just it goes to show you that depression will just constantly make us feel like it's not enough and what's helped me is you know walking around in my neighborhood it sounds so cheesy and so simple but I've found like 10 spots within my neighborhood that are like super super cool like I found a few coffee shops I I just walk around the neighborhood and this neighborhood is so different than living in Miami it's like I feel like I actually live in a city that is like family oriented like there's people walking around with their kids and strollers and babies and there's no like honking and like there's not a lot of cat calling like I can I can jog around this neighborhood and feel safe there's a cemetery like what I'm what I'm trying to say is that we have to get outside of our comfort zone and even if you've lived in your city for like 10 years then it's like kind of like a game, right? And if you're if you're dealing with anxiety and depression, treat your depression like a game. Like, oh, okay, you're bored. Like, life is not fulfilling right now. Okay, well, I'm going to go walk around. I'm going to search online and I'm going to find five places this week. And I'm going to utilize my life and I'm going to live in abundance and I'm going to find five spots that I can walk to, journal at, listen to podcasts at, um, make phone calls, five places that, that will give you a really nice, open um, sense of options so that when you wake up and you're dealing with depression and you're dreading the day, the reason that dread even exists is because we are bored and the depression is saying there's nothing to look forward to. Another thing that has really been helping me um, stay focused and clear is staying away from social media when I wake up. And I know that that's probably sounds corny and way easier said than done, but (laughs) just think about it. Like, digital media and Instagram and whatever like social media you use I don't think it's meant to be activated right when we wake up so like podcasts I don't really consider that social media so I will not let myself get on Instagram or even my email until I feel like I have fully woken up and you know I take my supplements I drink my matcha I stretch, I try to breathe like deeper in the morning because overnight when we sleep, we're, 
our body is naturally breathing and it's not taking the deepest breaths that we can so we can wake up feeling kind of kind of breathless and um just taking like five deep breaths while you're in bed and then finding some form of positive media whether that's music or I've been listening to the 10% Happier podcast, which which is Dan Harris's podcast. It's all about um, meditation, and he's, like, super cool, so it's it's not, like, a boring podcast to listen to. He actually has, like, a really new wave and modern way of speaking about meditation, and he has all of, like, the best, most famous meditation teachers on his podcast, and that podcast has just has just been giving me life and also the mental illness happy hour podcast is is one that really has been helping me feel not so alone because they talk about some serious shit and and he's a comedian so um the host of that podcast really shines light on on some dark topics but don't check your instagram if it's gonna if it's gonna create any you know, stagnant energy, um, you know, dealing with waves of depression and anxiety is really challenging. Like one, one hour we might be feeling on top of the world. The next hour we might be feeling really fucking shitty. And I think a lot of it has to do with how we're holding energy in our body and breathing. So that's why moving and stretching and breathing are my go-tos in the morning. Um, so that's been helping a lot and just having having some solid foundations and plans for the day and not stressing myself out so I'm not saying like make a to-do list and like have it be all organized and like stick to it it's just like have a nice little outline like what would you like to do today what would you like to who would you like to talk to? What would you like to accomplish? What what do you need to to get done in order for you to feel fulfilled um and a lot of that has to do with being outside and I know that it's challenging sometimes to get out of the house and get outside when we're dealing with depression but you know if you guys watch my stories or you follow me on Instagram like whenever I like post a story of me walking outside it's because I'm proud (laughs) it's because some days it takes me like two hours of walking around in my room you know, organizing stuff in my room, stretching, and, like, sometimes I feel like I'm stuck in a loop, and I'm, like, in my room, and I'm, like, all right, what the fuck am I doing? What the fuck am I doing? I need to, like, snap out of it. I need to just get dressed. I need to just get outside, and, like, the moment I get outside and breathe and listen to a podcast, and I'm out in nature, and I'm feeling the energy of the city, it's, like, an instant shift just just by going outside, just by stretching and moving, so it's like these these small simple practices can can really help us get through these like heavy heavy times and just I just hope this helps I hope this helps you guys and I feel I feel as though the more we move and breathe and and find ways of finding um contentment in the moment that's when we become more aware to all the synchronicities that are happening around us so yeah I like for example I just want to like I'll end the episode on on these few synchronicities um 
that just blew my mind. Um, I feel like my cat definitely sees spirits and um, like he'll be he'll be staring at one point like like staring at a person like he stares at me and last night I was in the kitchen and I was making a, making some food and my cat is just like staring behind me like staring at something that's like so crazy and I'm like what the fuck are you staring at and then all of a sudden my earring falls out of my ear but it felt like somebody yanked it out of my ear and it fell on the ground and I was like whoa that was crazy because I wasn't moving I was just standing still and it felt like somebody yanked my earring out and I was like wow that that was that was crazy then um today I was at the cemetery where I hang out and I was laying on the grass because I was just like so tired because I didn't sleep well last night and I fell asleep in the grass. I I literally fell asleep and I was like, wow, this never happens. Like I never fall asleep in public places. (laughs) Like this is really crazy. But I feel like it was the energy at the cemetery that kind of helped me get into that realm. And I woke up, I started coming to and I see this huge eagle, like hawk looking thing, fly into the cemetery and uh, lands right on like a tombstone. And it's just like sitting there looking around, spinning his head. And he was there for like a solid 15 minutes. And I was just like mesmerized by this huge fucking bird. And then a squirrel climbs on the tree and just freezes and just stops there on the tree and is staring at me literally and I'm just like what the fuck like so crazy like that that cemetery has some like really strong and powerful energy and it's really cool because it's kind of like a park like a lot of people hang out at the cemetery and walk around and there's benches and people bring their kids there like it's really cool And then I just like got up and I went to go look at the bird, the the big eagle hawk looking thing. And he didn't fly away. And I I walked up to it. I took some pictures. I was like seeing how close I could get to it. And he didn't move. And he was staring at me like right in my eyes. And I've never locked eyes with like a bird like that, I don't think. And I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. Is he going to attack me or am I like invading his space? But nothing happened and he was just staring at me for a solid two minutes or so. I took a picture of him and then he flew away. And um, a lot of you guys sent me some some symbolism facts about what that might have meant, seeing seeing that kind of bird. And obviously every everything that happens throughout our day is symbolism. And that's the beauty of having a mindful practice, a conscious practice doesn't have to just be a spiritual meditation practice it's just an awareness practice it's it's a sense of we're awake we're receptive to what's going on around us we can feel the energy of the people around us we can see the symbolism in things that are on the ground things that are around us conversations that are being had that are being held around us the animals that's what synchronicities are and the more aware we are 
the synchronicities just flood in and I feel like when we're in a mindful practice um it can kind of just like be a fun game if you will like just kind of flowing with the synchronicities and seeing where the synchronicities guide you to and it's kind of just like taking these synchronicities as signs and messages from the universe and it's like it's the universe's way of communicating with us so I just wanted to share that with you because if you're feeling lost or alone or you know feeling these waves of depression or anxiety we can we can really tap into a higher sense of self and healing by listening to what the universe is is saying to us through these sightings and symbols and and synchronicities so i really hope that that could help you thank you guys so much for tuning in to that episode of the vibe within podcast i hope that um it could help you get through any sense of isolation any wild shifts that you feel that are occurring right now um and i really hope that me sharing you know my meeting situation could could uh maybe just bring a new perspective into your life and and see that there's other there's other options out there for support groups and that kind of stuff um you don't just have to go to aa or na or label yourself and put yourself in a box there's all types of support groups out there uh feel free to reach out to me on instagram or email if it's gonna be a long uh message or something that you need advice for i recommend emailing me because sometimes i get kind of uh overwhelmed with dms so email is a lot easier for me to respond to and if you'd like to support the podcast there's a few different ways it's in the show notes um you can make a donation to my zelle or venmo or you can just leave me a rating or a review and subscribe um having more ratings really helps the podcast thrive and rise to the surface so as you know this is a one-woman show i do everything i edit record and i just enjoy it i i really genuinely enjoy doing this um i'm not doing it for the money but your donations help um just kind of pay for the podcast because it's not free um but sharing the episodes with any of your friends or your family members or your coworkers or anyone who you might feel like, you know, they're, they're having a rough time or maybe they just, maybe you feel like you don't want to overstep your boundaries and offer advice, but you want them to hear this episode or any of the episodes, maybe it'll help them, you know, you never know, so share tag subscribe rate review whatever do whatever you feel thank you so much for just tuning in and i hope you enjoy the rest of your day or your evening thanks so much what we're going through all this time spent
come so far Come so far, yeah. Soldiers, let me know when we get there. If we get there, let me know when we get there. So far, there's no going back. All this time, we will run from you. Oh, no.